bring you a special report. Westworld, Westworld, party time, excellent. <laughs> Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I'm Cliff Barnes. Cliff Barnes is here with us. I'm Poobah. <laughs> We're doing some Westworld, the adversary. We're getting down on the farm. <laughs> We're okay, digging guys. deep. We got the sixth episode here. The Adversary, that's the name of the show. What's Who are they talking about, Michael? The Adversary. The Adversary. <laughs> Which Adversary? That wasn't are we an talking answer. about the, the company? Are we talking about yeah. the man it, in black? It, I don't know. Is it, are, yeah. we, are we talking about the Irish Generation 1 man? I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't about. an Irish accent. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hopped on medication this evening, so. Okay. I can't wait. We're all messed up. Great. Like, <laughs> I, am, yeah. I am super freaking hyper, so. Okay. The country's in shambles. And uh, we're, we're, <laughs> so we're messed up for it. Michael's on drugs. So this is going to be great. We're going to be a little emotional. I'll, I'll start that off. Okay. All these. What is happening? Wait, if, if you guys hear, there's some construction going on in our bunker. I think the um, they're trying to locate us. So if you hear some background noise, <laughs> I think it's the drill that's drilling down into hollow earth. Oh, okay. It says spook us dig. Out. Are they digging? That's going to come up later. Okay. So these hosts are going around in their loops. And all I could think after last night is, is like, I feel like our society is in a loop of regression. I'm in a loop. You're in a loop. Don't you, did you, did you just feel like we're just doing the same thing over and over? I, I get up every day. I go to work. I go home. I sleep. I get up. I go to work. I go home. Oh, I podcast. I got, it's like, we're all in a loop, Michael. It's deep. It's so deep. <laughs> I could spend the rest of the evening talking about it. Okay. We're skipping right to the episode here. The timeline. I'm going to simplify this for you guys. This Although episode, I have been listening to other podcasts, and they do the exact same. Those other podcasts, I'm not going to mention so them, <laughs> but um, but other people say the alternate timelines too. We're not the only ones that say yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, they're catching on. They were yeah. about two weeks behind us. But I mean, they're saying the same. Like they're not saying the same timeline, but they're using the same references as right. I they're know, saying it wrong. Screwy. Yeah, saying it wrong like we are. The uh, this one, this episode is the most simple. And that we don't there see. There wasn't enough sex this episode. Well, okay. Oh. Which is, I hope, okay. hopefully you recorded episode five. You can just watch it over and over. Yeah, there's plenty for everybody. <laughs> now there's a loop for you. Okay, don't hit the tape. The, uh, this one's all in the present, basically. The present timeline, we refer to it. Really? So it's not complicated. Right. For real. You think that's all in the present? Okay, what wasn't? You tell me when we get through something, what wasn't in the present. Okay. Okay. Let's go through the episode. Maeve wakes up Dolores style in the bed. You know, Dolores isn't even in this episode. Dolores style. That's true. Yeah. yeah she's I'm not. A, yeah. You're, you're just noticing all kinds she of stuff. She was pictured. Yeah. But she wasn't in the episode. She, and, and I'm like, Evan, Rachel, who, who cares? We got Maeve and Tandy Newton is awesome. And is. I've heard all this talk about Evan, Rachel Wood going to be getting like an Emmy or whatever. I'm voting for. Tandy Newton, because she's killing it. I think they're all killing well, it. Well, they are, but I'm just saying, it's she needs to be definitely mentioned. So she wakes up in the bed, same pose like Dolores does, and gets up and goes. She's walking to work, shows up at the Mariposa, comes walking in. They're playing on the player piano, Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead, which is appropriately named t- title, and I guess the lyrics tie in, but I'm not going to go into it. Again, i got to say, that piano gets more action than anyone does. <laughs> And Clem, I don't know, Clem, Clem comes downstairs. She was up all night talking to a host, I mean, to a customer. She, uh, they were, they were discussing how she didn't even have to do anything. She just, she gets paid either way. And they were discussing intellectual properties. Right. So this dirty guy comes in, some customer, and Clem's like, ah, oh, give me a bottle. I'm going to go help him out. And Maeve says, no, no, I got this. She takes him up to the room. Starts provoking him, telling him, you know, he's big everywhere except where it counts. Gets, she's getting choked, choked out. Getting choked out. And, Michael, you brought this up last week. This is answers your big question. Did you even know that? Do you even remember your big question? About her coming back? You were like, why is she in there oh, multiple yeah. times? She keeps yeah. showing up in there in the lab. What's going on? This is it. 
She's trying to get herself killed every day, as early in the day as she possibly can, so she can get behind the scenes and figure some stuff out. Talk to the old Tomcats. That's right. So, she gets backstage and she, you know, with Felix. So anyway, we go to Elsie. We pick right up exactly where it left off with Elsie and Bernard, and she's like this transmitter. You know, mm-hmm. somebody. You know, she doesn't suspect him because he's been around forever. If he was going to do something, he would have done it already. So she's just totally writing off that Bernard has anything to do with it with it at all. Even though I love the quote that she says, you know, because you've been around forever. Yeah, he has. He's yeah. I I, I, ca- I caught that little tidbit of you've been here forever. Right. So she says this uh, this early model geocache can be accessed, and he's gonna Bernard's gonna go downstairs and check it out. So he goes to level B eighty two, which is right alo- right above B eighty three, which is cold storage at the bottom. Which what did you think of that? Like that was so weird. Like you have this big like whatever built on top of old offices that they're not. I don't. I don't know. And it was. It was like you get down there and the, the lights are flickering, and they, he's got this stupid flashlight with three bulbs. Like this is technology of the future or something. And I was like, I have, a, I have a little flashlight with one bulb that's brighter than whatever he was carrying. And you got to see a little throwback to the original yeah. Westworld. You turn around, he flashes the light around. And you see Yul Brenner back there. You know, uh, it's blurry, but yeah. it's definitely a nice little Easter, Easter egg. egg. Yeah. But it was so weird. Like access, like why do you have to go access old computers and? Down in this basically dungeon area. Because it's legacy data. This is stuff that you don't know about. Only, you know, maybe Arnold knows about. But it's on some secret, not networked server for some reason. Anyway, he, he, he pairs with that old computer from whenever. We don't know how old, you know, we, this is pairs. Yeah. He's, uh, he's trying to look for information like what, what the woodcutter was doing. And as he, discovers that and you know it's going to give that information to Elsie. he's looking there's five more anomalies in the park you know mm-hmm. he's like what's what's going on there so five <laughs> more hosts that are doing what whatever the f they feel like yeah so ford is we see him he's you know like they're excavating or wherever they stop at the town that lawrence was from and he's like he doesn't want to let will just stop the canyon here that we're cutting into the park because we don't want to disrupt these people's lives anymore like he's real you know conscientious about these people was like weren't you slicing their faces a couple episodes ago? Yeah. he's a big liar like i don't believe basically anything that anthony hopkins character says anymore because he contradicts himself multiple times it's obvious that he has more feelings towards these members of the park i guess the uh I feel like he he feels differently to the ones that Arnold created versus the other ones. Okay, I don't I don't yeah. know how you would know because he's basically being nice to this this town of people that I don't think are Arnold creations, and he's being nice to this family that was made for him that we'll get to later. It's but like, but I, he's slicing up other ones. I I, th- I think that he is portraying himself outside of the park differently than he portrays himself inside the park because. I don't know if that's been seen or been said yet, but I know there was some preview I saw where he was like saying, we see everything. Well, yeah, it seems like there's some kind of control issue inside and outside the park with him. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, I just like ahead. inside the park, like it's almost like they have more freedom where they're not being they're being seen, but they're not being constantly followed. Yeah, I I feel like they see everything everybody does. I mean, they're they've got tabs on them all. I'm pretty sure they seem to notice when somebody's off their loop, and what the, they they want to get them back on there. Anyway, we go. He's walking through the town. He sees you know what on the table is a, a, the map. You know, you said. I feel like that you know we've seen like checkpoints. I think this is like where maybe when the man in black was following his checkpoints. On the his route, and he stopped. That he was there with Lawrence and killed his wife and his cousins. This was probably the table they were setting on. At this is part of the path of the maze. Oh you know? yeah, because it had the the maze on the yeah. Thing. And this is where he, the they, they were at. Yeah. So spill the beans on the table. table. So they were like Ford is back in his office and he get he's playing with the model church and mm-hmm. I don't know he's setting up something and then he's looking 
uh, gets out a journal, whether it's his journal or Arnold's journal or what, he's flipping through it. There's pictures of Dolores and uh, the maze. And, you know, we don't know what he's doing, but it's setting things up. You know, we, we just don't have enough information for to puzzle everything out. So then we see the man in black and Teddy, and they are riding into Pariah. They're at that graveyard that everybody rides through when they're going to go riding down in there. And as they're riding, Teddy looks over at the man in black, and he's got, got that scalp laying there. And he notices Teddy's looking at it, and he's like, does that look like anything to you? Which is a total call out to how Dolores will look at that picture and say, it doesn't look like anything to me. Yeah. He's basically, he real, he's realizes, he's asking Teddy, does this mess with your programming? Can you even see this map on the on the scalp? And he's like, Teddy's like, yeah, he recognizes it. He, he's like this. The, the, he gives this kind of speech that we, I'm curious what you think he means by it. I don't think we're going to know what he means by it, but he says the maze is the sum of a man's life. Cho- the choices he makes at the center is a legendary man who's been killed over and over again. He always claws his way back to life. He returned one last time and vanquished his oppressors in a tireless fury. And he built a house and around it, he built a maze only he could get through. He'd probably seen enough fighting. Who's he talking about? Who is this guy? He's talking about the original Arnold. I mean, because to me, I think like that's what they're talking about when they reference Wyatt. And it's obvious that Teddy was in on it too. Like, the voice of God was the voice. They were following. They were following Arnold, right? And him being God, they're his minions to do whatever. And that's. I think that's what he's referenced. Like, there's some kind of complex maze to reach Arnold. Whether he's alive or on the computer plane, per se. Yeah, I mean, it it, it could totally be that. So we see the soldiers down. They've well, soldiers come by. No, oh, they closed the border. And they're talking about how there's trouble in Pariah. You can't go through there. And they're trying to tell us that they're trying to trick everybody into saying, remember last episode when William and Logan went there and everything went to hell? There's trouble in Pariah. That it's was right now. Don't fall for it. There's always trouble in Pariah. There's nothing to do with what... The, the borders are closed down because of the construction so close to right. Pariah. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know if that's it, but the, the fact that they're trying... It's a vehicle for them to try to get us to still think everything's happening at the same time, and it's not. So we see, uh, you know, he tells Teddy, we got to find Wyatt and Dolores. So he's like, let's keep going. So, wow. Um, so Felix, we're back in there and he's explaining to, oh my God, we're getting killed here in the bunker. <laughs> they're, they're getting close. They're drilling down we're on top of us. Here. Okay. So Felix is, exp- good grief. <laughs> what are they doing? This is just some of Ford's new construction. Yes. It's a new narrative. Come on, quit messing up the Ford's park. Ford's coming for you. So he is explaining to Maeve that she's a robot. And he, and he's real. He's like, I'm real. And she's like, like them? And, you know, refer, you referring know? to the customers, you know? And he's like, well, not exactly like them. I couldn't afford to actually go to the park. But yeah, I'm human like them. And she's like, you said, how, how, how do you know? And you know that he had to be thinking, how do I know? You know, he's he like, looked like he's about ready to piss his pants. <laughs> but then he's less like, well, because I was born and you were made, you know, so they're kind of blowing each other's minds. And she looks at his hand and it feels the same. And it, it's, it's the same, except he's telling her, you've got better processing power than I do. You know, you have a, you have, you're more refined than I am. And, he says, but you're under our control. And he says, and usually whatever happens to you, we can just make you forget. What she's, what she's telling her with her, with her processing power of her brain, it's just limited. Like they've turned it down. Yeah. Well, she said, he says, uh, every thought in your head, we put it there. You, know, you can't have your own thoughts. And he shows her on his tablet. He's like, she starts talking and everything she says is immediately yeah. on that thing. And it's freaking her out. Pops right and up. so she's like, tries to improvise over and over. And it's like, improvise, improvise, mm-hmm. deny, 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 deny. You know, it's just screwed up. And uh, all of a sudden, crash, Windows 95. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> but it was kind of neat to, I loved how they did that part just in keeping, um, for once we got to see, you know, the, all the, people that work there that are on the show, we, we actually got to see what they're looking at, you know, and can tell yeah. what's it's happening. It's nice to see the yeah. screen. 
give you that little insight there. I agree. And she, and but he he crashed her, and he's like probably freaking. That out. was such a great scene. Yeah. So to, so then we go to Teresa and Bernard. So he's like shows up at her uh, room, or whatever, and she she dumps him. She's like, you know, Ford knows about us, and. Uh, because of we're in different departments and the checks and balances between these departments, she gives an excuse. You know, it, it's it, it can't work out. It's a, it's not happening. It was real short and sweet. I felt she treated him so cold because, like, a, you know, I think he's a host anyway, and it's nothing to her. She was using him. Uh, Ford told her before, you know, I hope you're careful with Bernard, like he's a, a product, you know, a, a machine, you know, and. She, she just now this is my first clue that there is a different timeline going on. Okay, well, because when you see her interacting with the narrator, she's wearing something differently. Every time she's in that scene or interacting with him, also when they they uh, meet the other woman, I can't remember her name later on. She is wearing something differently okay, than she well, is. I wonder, well, we need to address this right now okay. then. Because I, I I get what you're saying. If yeah. you also look, Arnold is dre- Bernard. Sorry, is dressed several different ways in this, but none of them the clashing way that it is in the past. In the past, he's all in black. Right now, there this has to do with behind the scenes stuff of when they filmed things, when they added scenes, when they took scenes out of other episodes, put them in different episodes. When they decided, are people going to even understand what's going on? We yeah. need to make, I, you know, this. I've heard rumors this episode was a, we need to explain some stuff, you know, because people aren't maybe, you know, we feel like we're confusing too many people. HBO was a little, you know, worried about the show. And so I wouldn't get too hung up on the different outfits in this particular episode. Uh, if you, if you look, look beyond that, cause he's st- like Arnold, Bernard, whatever you want to call him. Arnold. <laughs> I think he's a, a host of Bernard. Okay. Anyway, I mean, a host, host, of, of, host Arnold. of Arnold. Arnold is living within him. Damn it, Arnold. Arnold is the ghost of the machine, as Michael said before. Whether he's in Bernard's head or he is outside of it in, you know, other machines or just in the... Well, I, I actually don't think that Arnold has access to Bernard. I, I think Bernard was... I don't either. ...created as a love letter to Arnold in his image. And well, but that would negate the, the two boys, though, and the family. Well, that's something completely different, I think. Okay. Um, well, we're getting there. I'm curious yeah. to hear what you mean by that. But the anyway, I, I you could totally be be right. But obvi- but he is definitely I think at least created in his image of Arnold. He's supposed to be yeah yeah what he I, was in the past. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I agree. That could totally be it. So we we'll just skip ahead to the next scene. This is the best scene that in the show so far, in my opinion. And this uh. Felix is in there. He get he control deletes reboots her. You know she wakes up. She wants to see upstairs. He said, you know he he had told her everything about her was programmed, and now he's going to show her. She's convinced him. You can say you know there's some dumb things in this episode because there are. Why are Felix and Sylvester? You know the reason she get. I mean I can defend them why they do this stuff in a little bit, but. Why? Why don't they just shut her off? That's exactly what I wondered. You know, it, it's the thing. You know, are the how they're going to be explained what happened happened to her? And you know, I, I agree, but I think they do enough in the episode to explain why sh- that why they don't shut her off. And I think that Felix has his little ha- likes her. You know, I just think he's you know, you know well, feels like, bad for her. And like, it's obvious that she keeps remembering stuff. And she's got record of it. And for Sylvester, like she said, she knew some of right. Some she's things. threatening them with with the fact that she knows that they got a little business going on where they they he brings in uh, other people that work there to have sex with the hosts. And then you know, he's making what, money on the yeah. side. Anyway, but this scene. So he puts her in this dress, and they start walking upstairs. And they're playing a Radiohead song called Motion Picture Soundtrack. And it's a cover by the Vitamin String Quartet. you got to pump it in right now, Michael. And uh, it's they're walking up, and it's just like they're walking through, and you see the bodies laying in the floor, you know. And she cannot show. She has a limit to how much emotion she can show. She's not programmed to freak out about this. I thought she did so awesome. She is just like 
looks so innocent walking up there and just realizing all this. She's walking the halls and seeing seeing the bodies, seeing you know the animals, seeing them create one of the hosts. They've got the guy spread eagle, and then they start pumping mobile one into him, you know. And, it, and that was really he's getting color to his chest. He's coming to life. She's seeing what she is, you know. And it, and as they go up the level, that you know, I was just, I was just, never mind. Keep going. But it just they they go on and just I, I I got chills. I've watched it like four or five times that Be, scene because they were product so testing awesome. the equipment. That was really interesting. Oh, watching she's the, all the all the people. Like they're pulling their guns, they're playing poker, they're you know, and they just are keep, they're setting their programming, getting them ready, and she's like seeing what she is. And when they finally get up to the top, you know, he's like, okay, we gotta, you know, he's like, this is stupid. First off, he's like, we're gonna get caught. He sees the elevator. He's like, let's go, or they're gonna, you know, they're gonna fire me and they're gonna put you in cold storage. And then right there on the wall, we see the video. And this is the video. If you go to the website, when I said I signed up Mm -hmm. to go, that's the video they show. Is that exact thing. It's got that host that welcomed William when he was getting orientated to Westworld. And, you know, so which is she is a host from the past. You know, that's it. She's she's the one in the commercial. It shows Teddy and Dolores riding across the range. And then it switches and it's showing Maeve. The dream she had in one of the earlier episodes, yeah, where she's—it's a different role she has played in there. Her with her daughter walking, you know, in the cabin and all. Which that was so great when they were like saying how she she ran a whorehouse for ten years. Like she keeps saying that over and over again. He's like, no, it's been—I think it was like three years or something. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to it. She's like looking at that, and you know, it's got to be blowing her mind. She's never even seen a movie. You know, what is she looking at? You know, she called it moving pictures later, but, and then it says, you know, life, live without limits, you know, flashes on there. And it's just the whole thing with the the music was so perfect. Like you should go back and watch it. Um, so anyway, I felt like that last night, seriously, <laughs> not to, <laughs> not to be political, but literally when I watched went in there when he, when Trump came out to give his speech. I just turned the sound off and I had downloaded that song and I started playing it. And it was just like, I felt like her, like what, what? I was like, I'm going to remember this moment. It is ridiculous. You know what, what I'm be- realizing. The only thing I'm going to say about last night was Facebook had a lot of live feeds going on. There was a feed of nothing but the United States burning. <laughs> and there was like 61,000 people watching that simultaneously. And then you go to the one for Trump and the one for Hillary, and there was maybe a tenth of what of the audience that was yeah. watching this, watching the United States basically just burn. <laughs> okay. All right. We're not going to be political anymore. So anyway, we go there. He starts talking to her about it. And like you said, you know, he, this was you in a previous build. And she's like, I've been at the Mariposa for 10 years. And he's like, you've only been there a year. You know, you, you know, and that the she hasn't been there forever. And if you'll remember, she she wasn't there in the past timeline. Clementine's there, but she isn't there when William and Logan are there. You know that I'd say back then she was probably on a farm with her daughter or whatever. You know, and she's not there. He, Michael's looking, trying to think. He's he's going back through his Rolodex. Hmm. No, she wasn't there. So Sylvester shows up. He's going to tell. This is the orangish-haired guy. And he's like, she whips her scalpel out and convinces him. You know, she could hurt him. She could expose him and all that. Whether you buy that or not, that they can just turn her off. You know, it's how much... What what I like to think that whatever attributes she was set at, set at she was good enough at them to convince these guys not to do it. Yeah, it's one of two ways. She's either using the charms that were built into her to get her way, or their host also. Yeah, I don't think they're hosts. No, um, they're all hosts. <laughs> I hate that theory that they're all hosts. What are they doing? <laughs> so Ter- what they're programmed to do? <laughs> so you're a host. So Teresa, <laughs> we they see her talking to somebody that's talking in Mandarin. You know, so. Probably Chinese, you know, affiliate of the company. And here's the translation. 
So they said, Mrs. Ha- Ms. Hale has already arrived. We trust that you understand that her appearance represents that the time can't be delayed any further. So we find out who they're referring to in the next scene. We got Lee Sizemore, this guy that's been writing some of the stories, and he's just given up. He tried to have Odyssey on Red River, and Ford shot it out of the water. And he's so he's setting up in the Mesa Gold Bar, which when I had to sign up for uh, Westworld, they I had to book a stay for a week at the Mesa Gold to rehabilitate. And this is basically what they're he's hanging out in the bar, chilling. And that's where I was getting at the separate timeline because when she comes into there, she's the whole time she's involved with him and he's in the scene, she is wearing short, like her shirt doesn't have any sleeves on it. Whereas any time that she's in her office talking to Bernard and other people, she has like a long sleeve shirt on. So that's where it's like throwing me off. I get it. I get it. I look at all the details too. I'm just going to tell you, I don't feel like that is anything. Continuity error. Yeah. I feel like they just, it doesn't matter there. But it's hard to te- be able to, talk. I lose some credibility when I say that, I'll tell you, because my tinfoil hat theories that do have to do with some people's clothes, you know, and then I'm, I'm gonna, telling you, I don't think that has anything to do I'm with I'm going to bite on that nugget and stay the course. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Teresa says, She's talking about the chaos that Ford's creating, and she needs Sizemore out there creating storylines to plug these holes where Ford is taking people away from other storylines. And he says he's flaccid for storylines. He can't get it up to for writing anything. And his imagination is a you know, She finally can, gets in his head and is saying, you know, I'm looking to, to have Ford out of here. She had to stroke his ego. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I, I think, you know, there's he's going to need replaced. And when they come looking for a replacement, basically hinting for him, they're not going to come looking here. And by that, she's saying, you sent out here by the bar. That's not where they're looking for replacements. You know, you need to get off your ass and, cut, you know, get back to work. So then we see the man in black and Teddy. We They're looking down. You see all these soldiers in front of the tunnel. And Man in Black needs Teddy to find Wyatt, so he's like, "Don't go charging in and get yourself killed." Two guys come by. They, you know, next thing we see, they've got they their Scooby uniforms. Scooby Doo, yeah, they got they got their uniforms. <laughs> and when they go in the camp, you know, they're seeing this is everybody. the first time you see the Man in Black actually be shocked. Oh yeah, he's he's taken off guard by everything that starts going on. Because Teddy's quit acting like the Teddy he's always been. He's he's pointing out all the the gruesomeness that's happened to these people. There's like people without hands and just people that have been brutalized. And he's like, this is Wyatt's handiwork. And he blames everything on Wyatt because that's how he was programmed to believe that. And he's like, um, he gets recognized by so- these soldiers. And they, you know, they... Hate Teddy. He, Call him out. Yeah, they're saying you were in on this with with Wyatt, and they, you know, he kills him. Then we see Sizemore still up at the bar. Charlotte Hale, which is this who they're talking about in the phone call. This is the representative from Delos that we we don't know this at this moment, but we find out later that that's who she is. It's Tessa Thompson. She was in Creed, and uh, do I do notice that. Uh... When they uh, took uh, Maeve up to the video, under Westworld, it said a Delos, Delos company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm wondering, like, going back, has it always said that or not? Well, I don't I don't know. But I do know about the logo there. This is in the same, like, the logo they show there is a newer, this is a timeline thing, where the logo is different in the present compared to when you see William in the past, it's an older Westworld logo. I felt like the one that was on the computer is an older, it's also this, it's the older Westworld logo. So he lets, you know, Sizemore is telling this chick at the pool, you know, about the reveries that Ford has created and saying it's causing hosts to go off script. You know, he's, he believes that it's Ford causing these people to, you know, these, like what Dolores is doing and what everybody's doing. You know, where we think it's the Violent Delights glitch, you know, virus that's getting spread. Now, whether they both have something to do with each other, we just don't know yet. 
I wonder what Ford is adding to it is like trying to patch what's unraveling. Like they think he's like breaking them. What if he's patching over stuff that, you know, just like Windows when they update and they fix a security flaw, like he's trying to fix the whole. Well, originally they thought he was just adding like advancements to it. That's what they were saying in the first episode. He's just improving it. And then they thought, but there's something he's adding in there with it that might be screwing stuff up. And it, we just, you know, still stuff we don't know. So then we see Bernard. He heads to Sector 17 where the five anomalies were and discovers, you know, that Ford has hmm. five unregistered hosts. Not just any hosts. You recognize right away, here's the boy. You know, here's the boy that we was theory. This is my list of theories laying here. Check mark beside the one that I said the boy was Ford. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, you know. And yes, I had a mental note that I had to check off and say, yes, Seth was right. And there's his family. And here is the guy from the picture we saw Arnold. in the third episode where we see the picture with Ford and who he said, who we presumed he was saying was Arnold. And he showed it to Bernard. And this is this guy. Well, here's where, here's what I think. I had a theory on it last week. I said that he, he was saying this is Arnold. And I said, maybe like this looks like nothing to Bernard because he can't see himself in that picture and that someday it'll reveal it'll look different and it won't be that. Well, I'm changing it, changing my theory to there. There's going to be a third person in that picture. Like he can't see himself in that picture at all. Uh... I think it's a picture of Ford and his dad and Arnold. And he's just not, we don't, he didn't see it in the picture when we saw it because we were seeing it through Bernard's eyes. See, I was taken from his speech to him that that was Arnold, but it was originally created to be Ford's dad, and he made modifications to make it look like Arnold as because Arnold gave that family to him as a present. He says this, that's yeah, but that's yeah. Ford's that's Ford's dad is who he's modeled. He modeled yeah. his whole family, including himself. But I took that as a speech when he Ford's telling. Bernard about it like he made some changes to it and made his dad look like Arnold he made changes to it and the way I took it was just him saying he's he drinks yeah you know he's he added some things to make him more realistic like I remember that yeah. Arnold wouldn't know about my dad but which I again mean, yeah. it could have a double meaning so many yeah. things do they could he could add other things so I just that's the way that's why I took it I took it that picture he he was in that episode earlier episode he was trying to make us think that this he's saying that guy is arnold that, so there was you know, another person but it, yeah in but that i picture. think he was almost testing bernard saying does this look like anything to you you know can you see what i'm saying here and he couldn't but it's just that's a, pretty it's good just a theory so he he's he recognizes him as arnold from the picture he's like are you arnold and the guy's like, who's Arnold? And he he comes at him, won't respond to voice commands. He's got and he's a very like a, thick accent. He's like attacking him. And all of a sudden, like, Ford is there. You know, I don't know what. I didn't get that. He was just not not in the room, and then he was in the room. You know. Maybe I, he's the ghost in the show, yeah. or the machine. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know whether that was just some diff- weird editing mm-hmm. to suddenly have him there, or whether there's something to that. It, you know, I don't know whether he can. Tr- I, I I don't even have a theory. It doesn't make any sense to me. It, it's not. It looks like nothing to me. <laughs> so anyway, he's explaining these are first generation hosts. You know, like, these are ones Arnold created. Which that, I really enjoyed seeing that when the kids face. Yeah, this is like where we were talking about how you know they were a million. You know, the man in black was talking about you were all these million pieces and he shows the kid turn turn the other cheek and the kid's face opens that was awesome and he's even blinking like his face Mm -hmm. is open and you can still see him blink and you know he's just showing him you know these are the only ones left in the park that arnold built himself well i don't know whether there's any truth to that we find out later that there's yeah 40 some right 47 that he he had dolores being one of them yeah whether yeah what and whether that meant whether he's lying or not you know, whether whether maybe Arnold just designed those 47, but he's saying he actually built these. Okay, because that, that was confusing to me because I was trying to figure out, well, if these things get blown up every day and have to be fixed and maintenance, 
um, and you've got 40 or 50 or what, however many of them are out wandering around, then obviously people are going to know how to fix these generation one. Yeah. Hosts. I just think those five are unregistered. Well, yeah, it definitely yeah. looks like that. They are legacy registered. Yeah. Like, you know, he can find them in the computer in the old system, but this, this gives some credence to people that say they don't like the timeline thing because they think if back in William's time, the the host would be garbage like that Wild Bill one that can't mm-hmm. move and hardly talks right. about anything. Well, to explain that again to people that think that, that's the first, that's the very first thing that was made. And within a year, they said, when Arnold and Ford were working on it, within a year, they were passing the Turing test. They had advanced so much. And here he's confirming these ones here that all look just as good as the ones you see out there today, they're from that time. So there's no reason that all the other ones 30 years ago weren't just as good as what you're looking at right here. And there's no, I'm not even sure that there's a huge thing difference with how much of the blood they have in them because when that dog dies later, he's bleeding all over the place. You know, so. You guys can't see this, but I'm just shaking my he's head. He's nodding his head. He's on board. Yes. So. So. Go ahead. What, what's the real story here behind this show? Is it the Ford using this to all of these things to try and take his company back? Or is this a, I mean, well, I, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm asking, well, what are you focusing on? What's the most interesting part I'm for you? I'm grasping at straws, Cliff. <laughs> I'm grasping it's the at, journey, man, the I'm, journey. I, yeah, I'm grasping at anything until I can tie more things together. I think you are right in the fact that I think he is against the company. Mm-hmm. You know, Delos is definitely against him and Teresa and, you know, right. she, they, and the board. This new Charlotte, they want to stop whatever he's doing. We just don't know what he's doing. Yeah. We I don't think, know whether his, whether his actual intentions are good or bad. I mean, most of the time you feel like they're bad, mm-hmm. but if, if, don't you feel like the company's bad? So he right. make him good. I think that's going to be the revealing twist of the whole show. It's going to end up. The big reveal is going to be that he was doing all this stuff for the good. Right. I totally. And it's not going to be so much. He's obviously, he said, but he's, the thing is, he's a liar too. And he sat there and says, I'm not, mm-hmm. he'd sit there and told Teresa in the last episode, I'm tearing all this crap up. I'm not sentimental. He has an entire family <laughs> made. That's what, I, that's what I keep saying. He's got dual personalities depending on where he's at and who he's with. <sighs> Like, I feel like he has, like, this love for certain things, but stuff that has come, come later, That's it's there's all these dual meanings to him. He's the him. Emperor Palpatine of uh, Westworld. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I totally, I almost don't want to, I feel some truth in what you're saying. Like, I could yeah. see where there could be some kind of thing going on with him at two different times or two different Fords or something. But I just can't, my my mind can't handle that right now. And, and then I can't go have, down another path. You have the story <laughs> of the man in black that in with Arnold and the maze, I feel like this is, has a layer of seeking one's own immortality. Like you're trying to, while, while things are being, you know, just like the phone that we have today, has more computing power than they say all the time than the computers that were on the NASA that went to the moon and all that stuff, all those rockets and things like we treat our phones like toys. And this is how the people that go in this park, they're treating them like toys to be used and abused, not really realizing their full potential. And I think that's part of the underlying story. I mean, do you think we're dealing with two very specific storylines or they're all connected? I think it's all connected. I th- I think yeah I think that what like a, this stuff with Will and all them in the past it's just it's we're gonna that's gonna culminate we're gonna see that that is the, some of the history of the park I agree too and I think it would be more honestly I think it would be more interesting if they were two completely different storylines yeah well I think they're gonna stop at the end and at the end of this season mm-hmm. who knows I don't understand they're shoving so much into this first season that I think and I think they're gonna tie. So many things up by the end of the season. Like, where are they going to go? Have for they it? confirmed there's going to be yeah. more one season? Uh, like you're looking at six, you're I looking think. at least five. Really? With this? Yes. Well, I'm wondering because I can't see holding this cast together for oh, an HBO show. And the biggest show on TV right now, uh, next to Walking Dead, everybody wants to be on it. The only thing I, I question is how long they're going to keep Anthony Hopkins written in there because he's 
getting up there. This is the first episode where I was like, please don't end. Please don't end. Like, I wanted more of the story before the episode ended. So anyway, they t- uh, to get back to it, Ford says to Bernard, Arnold always used to say, a great artist always hides himself- themselves in their work. Uh, Which I read Slate. That's so, but that's so true on all artists. Like we don't even realize it subconsciously. We we add ourselves into our artwork all the time. But don't you know? Isn't he implying that Arnold is in someone or in Bernard or in, you know in the system at yeah. least? You know. So I, th- I think that's part of it. Is I think he's trying to find Arnold. Like I think Ford is trying to because f- he keeps saying how. Like some of the mm-hmm. code, like even on Dolores, like he can't overwrite or they can't. Yeah, I kind of. I, like, I agree. I kind of got that too. I I don't think Bernard is Arnold. Uh, there's got to be something. Well, okay, we need to figure that out. <laughs> we're we're say we can't just say that because I can agree with the fact that he is Bernard is not Arnold, mm-hmm. but. He's what based I'm saying off of is – that's not what I'm saying. I, I get it. You're saying he's more of a copy of – He is a copy of yeah. – he's a host version of Arnold. I think that what I'm saying is when they show, when we find out who Arnold is, it's not going to be some star that we haven't seen cast yet that's going to show up and, you know, it's not going to be somebody – it's going to be Jeffrey Wright is Arnold. You know, yeah. It's, it's going to look like him. I he's think, I think this is part of the thing is – this this was his best friend, and he's trying to find Arnold, and he he's well, going down all these different brother, paths. Correct. No. Well, they never they never said that. They just Who said that no, was no no no. I never get that lost? at all. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. The two boys. I thought one was Ford, one was Arnold. This is his brother. Oh, okay. It would be very interesting if family. that comes out it later. Was but his, his, it was just his family. That was his brother. I didn't catch his brother's name, but I did not get it. I didn't ca- think at all that it was supposed to be Arnold. Oh, that's what I got out yeah. of that scene. Uh, and and they had the dog there. That's the greyhound. Yeah, they that talked was really about good. in the last episode. This is Jock. This is the one, you know, that killed the cat. You know, and and this was very alluding to because the boy ends up killing the dog. Yeah, he, yeah. We we skipped to that part. That later, you know, he wants he comes out and wants to play catch with the dog with the boy version of himself, and he's killed the dog. And he said that Arnold told him to do it. Yeah. You know, so. You know what that means. You know it seems vindictive of Arnold, if who or you know who this boy yeah. host thinks it was Arnold that told him this, and he had him kill the guy's dog. You know, I don't know. I don't know what to make. There's of that. so much. I I th- like that right there. Could be Ford is chasing after Arnold, and Arnold is giving him a warning: "Don't come find yeah, me." That could totally be it. He's fight. You know, trying to give him a warning. I. I think you're onto something. Anyway, we see Stubbs. Stubbs says, "Keep an Poor eye." Stubbs. Keep an eye on Pariah. You know he's standing there looking at the map. Here comes Sizemore. Mountain Dew. <laughs> Lee Sizemore comes out and starts pissing all over the map. He's wasted. And he's, I really did not expect that to be pissed when I first saw it because it was like neon yellow, and I was like, "What the hell's going on?" And you see, well, he's been drinking those weird drinks. I liked when he was setting out the pool there earlier, and he's like complaining about how terrible his life is. As as a host comes and takes a drink from him, an empty glass, and gives hands him a new nice chilled beverage, and he's complaining about how bad he's got it. Yeah, he's he's a pompous <laughs> ass. So anyway, we see this guy's going nuts. You know, quitting a job like we all want to do it, coming and piss on everything. And his 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 flaccid wiener must not be in the contract. <laughs> and we're introduced. We realize now we see Charlotte that he was talking to at the pool with Charlotte Hale. She's the one that they sent to help uh, oversee transitions in the new administration. So, now, see, when you're talking about uh, in the previous episode, Ford was like, they're already here. Is that who he was talking I don't about? Know. I don't know. Because that right there, again, would go along with my different timelines. Of, well, it totally – Because Therese is wearing something differently. Well, if you want to sit <laughs> there and break down, that. break that, that yeah. down, that's fine. But it could be that before, you know, before this episode, he did talk to this character before yeah. she goes to the pool, before Teresa just finds out about her in this episode that she's there. Nah, I don't think that's the case. I don't think she's talked to Ford yet. Okay. Then I – then it – 
then you're the one that brought that. Yeah. Well, I'm just adding an extra timeline into the theory because okay. I, I think because they, they're having us chase there, our I own think, tail. okay, well, I'll say this. You're, you're, I guess what I'm saying is your timeline, when I say t- time, I've explained yeah. this before, you know, past 30 years ago, 35 years ago, now. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this whole ap- episode was now, I but maybe so. not. Will you shut up? <laughs> but maybe not all now today. Right. I'm saying it's all yeah. now present. this week, this month. Yeah. It's all going on and present day. That's what I mean. So, yes, it may not all be in perfect order, but it's all right. It's all today. It's all this time time frame. How's okay. that? I'll go back and we'll rewatch the episode. You don't rewatch it like a hundred times? I don't have I can't get one. <laughs> you must love it. Okay, so we see Man in Black and Teddy tied up. Man in Black's negotiating, and they want to come out and brand the maze on Teddy. You know, they hate him. It's like, you're a traitor and a killer, Flood. And Teddy remembers that he was working. You see him yeah. in vision. I was working with Wyatt and Slaughter. So are they saying that's the mark of Wyatt? That they're branding on him. I don't know. I wondered about that. I'm like, why is this all over the place? Because they're saying like, what? That's what he's Wyatt's henchman or whatever. Or is this just another with. time that the map shows up when you're on the path? You know, it's just a part of the story that gets you there. I I don't know what what, mm-hmm. but they but he's he's envisions he sees himself. Would say he said said before about like Wyatt being his sergeant or whatever, but. Some people have said that the the stripes they're wearing don't match up like that. Like he's got the higher rank than Wyatt, and it, you know, I don't know if there's anything to that. But you see that they're on the same side, killing everybody. And then he escapes. He's like, I am a killer, and he jumps up and grabs the Gatling he gun. He goes all Terminator, starts style. mowing everybody down, and. Like you said, the man in black being surprised, he was super surprised when he saw that happen. It was just ruthless. Because you just like tell him, he's like, I've killed you before so easily. What the hell just happened? Yeah. He's definitely changed his story. Uh, so Elsie is telling Bernard, you know, she looked into the woodcutter's information that he gave her. And they're talking about the bicameral mind. And someone's been broadcasting to the hosts, you know, whether that's Arnold or whoever. You know, I think we think it's Arnold. Or if you're saying Ford is good, you know, is Ford do- having something to do with this? Yeah, this maze could be, uh, to me, it's, I mean, if he's, if he's changed Teddy's narrative and changed Teddy for the sole purpose of almost keeping the man in black from getting what he wants and the man in Where black. Where is he helping put, him? Huh? Is he helping him on his way? He I didn't stop him. That's for, for sure. Cause the last episode he's like, I don't want to impede your, journey of self-discovery you know i i don't know uh, there there's a theory that you know that obviously the map looks like what da vinci's drawing of a man no the well yeah in the center yeah. what's the what it looks like a brain uh, it looks like a brain about that. And, and if you if you look at the map close yeah. enough you can't get to the center and you know, like I, I don't even know if it's possible. You know, is that saying that you're never, they're never going to reach what they're trying to reach? But are, they, the are fact, they talking about like the third eye in the brain? Then I don't know, but I guess th- think of it like this: there's a, a theory that you're. They're saying that if you get to the the man in black, anyway, seems to think that when he gets to the center of this maze, he's going to find a way to bring consciousness to these hosts and make them be able to kill him and be mm-hmm. like real people, basically, and. You know, what if, what if it's more the path, the journey, just like watching the show, the journey is the way. As you awaken all these parts in your brain, you are becoming more conscious. Isn't that exactly what Dolores is doing? As she goes through this path, every step she takes, she's becoming more aware and more act, acting on her own thoughts. You know, she said, talks about that bicameral mind. She, she's like, I'm of one mind. I, I, she's beyond hearing that voice in her head. She is thinking for herself, you know, a little bit at least. Which would make sense, basically, if that, if the maze leads to Arnold real or not, then Ford would be helping him to. I'm yeah. just, I'm, 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 all, I'm totally on board with, 
what you got. Like, I never even thought about the fact of Ford just looking for his friend. I'm, I love that. I think that's a great theory. And Arnold maybe isn't into it. He's not looking to be found by Ford. Maybe he doesn't trust Ford for whatever reason, or he doesn't want to be found for some other. He, maybe he just wants to be found by these hosts. He's all, we've all, always been given the opinion that Arnold only cares about the hosts. He's over humans. Right, right. And I, I was thinking in terms of out loud of Ford like trying that. to find Arnold to take the company back and, and and like like they said, like in the beginning, they're making Ford out to be cold and heartless, and that he doesn't care about the past. But you keep seeing more layers where it, it's changing your your thoughts on that. So anyway, we see Elsie, and she's going to this theater. She's going to go to this theater and see who accessed the transmitter, and blah blah blah. And then we go. That's when when we saw Ford with the dog that got killed. And then so Elsie's in the theater, and. She's, you know, she realizes that the the user was Teresa, and she's like trying to tell, she's going to let Bernard know that Teresa's the one that's been tr- trying to transmit this information to the company, which makes perfect sense because ter- Teresa is the one trying to throw Ford out, you know. So it's, it's like they they bought this part. and they're trying to find out all the secrets they could possibly can get, so they don't need. So they Ford are prepared. Anymore. Which that and that's what happens. Yeah. You're right. That's what happens when a company goes in and buys right. another company. And there is it's exactly a metaphor for that because you're like they're trying to get as much information to find out so if he up and walks out they can still run this place. Right. And and he is trying to sabotage everything on his way out the door. Well, you know, the, you know again, the first when a company takes over another company, the first thing they do is they want to bring in their own people. Make it cheaper. Make it cheaper, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Start making cuts. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. So anyway, we see Maeve's attribute tree. This is just like a video game. It's your skill tree. You have so many points, I'm going to put some here, put some here. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was really neat. And it had like bulk app perception, courage, loyalty, humor, candor, vivacity, coordination, meekness, humility, cruelty, self-preservation, patience, decisiveness, imagination, curiosity, aggression, empathy, tenacity, sensuality, charm, and reading fast skill. I just added that last one. And I have mine set on a 15. And here comes the old shit moment. Well, she says, bump my bulk apperception up. She's set on, on 14, I think, already because she's a manager. They said she's already bumped up there because she's got she's got employees and things, but she turned me up all the way. When they turn her up, she you just see. I mean, it's another great acting moment. The light bulb comes. Oh my on. gosh! I was like, I want to feel like that. It was like a. It was almost like a power up. Yeah, it was like you just even though, like, drank I, a red. Bull, I feel like there was you? like a sound too in the background where it almost just felt yeah. like. <laughs> it was just like if they if you thought she could convince these guys to do whatever before. She ought to be able to convince anybody to do anything now. Do, but do you, do you remember that scene in Green Lantern when Peter Sar- Skarsgård had becomes huge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what, was this not the moment where they find out someone else is messing with their programming? Yeah. Like someone else has already changed it. Yeah. Well, it, it's a couple scenes later, but yes. Oh. Well, I'm, just, I'm always jumping the gun. I know. Just, it just, I, I get just, I get too excited. You're fine. Well, because they're all de- you're trying to follow the same story. Yeah, you know it makes perfect sense. So anyway, Elsie is saying. Wait a minute! Stop the presses. He just said something I said makes perfect sense. Yeah. Please continue. Post that. <laughs> so someone is retasking old hosts with new prime directives, and Elsie says probably Arnold. She'll and she'll bring him data. She's going to bring Bernard data, and so anyway. What? She's like the reporter. She's ready to blow the lid off this place. Right. So she's got her triple flashlight looking around, which is dumb. And, um, oh, you were saying, yeah, okay, Maeve, her, she wants her loyalty turned down and her pain turned down. Um, somebody's already changed some of her level, her levels, her paranoia and self-preservation. Somebody with way more power than yeah. these guys have, they say. So that makes you go back to... Was what they said the virus trigger, or was it her already changed that caused that to happen, or is it both? 
Right. She says, you know, we're going to have some fun now, aren't we, boys? You know. <laughs> so, like I said, Elsie found out Teresa hacked the woodcutter. She's, you know, someone's been using the bicameral system. She's trying to tell Bernard about it. And he is talking to Teresa at the same time. And then she gets grabbed. Elsie gets grabbed. You know? By Wyatt. By Wyatt, that your guess? That's I'm not just, my guess. I'm just going with it. Uh, I was, I was yeah. just going to ask you, who do you think just grabbed her? Is she dead? I was trying to see, she's not dead, but I was trying to see who grabbed her. And of course, they're making it. You can't tell who it yeah, is. You can't, you can't tell who it is. But what's your guess? My guess, I feel like it's Stubbs. Stubbs. Aren't they? It is sort of like the yeah. buddy team so far. I think he's. Like, what are you doing? You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be anticlimactic, yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. And she's going to try to convince a, him or something. Thought you know. Cliff when he grabbed her. I hadn't really thought about it. I thought she it was just says, cliche, Arnold? But, you know, and then she gets yeah. grabbed, you know. Yeah, that would make. You're talking about the. Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would Just her make friend. The, yeah, that would make the most sense. But I would say, knowing TV, it would be him, and he's going to take the other side. He's going to be on this other. or the board side. And there'll be conflict that way. Because it's in its backstory. Yeah. <laughs> it's another Scooby-Doo moment. <laughs> so that's basically the episode. Um, as far as new theories, you know, we covered a lot of them. <laughs> well, of course, my theory is is I think this whole thing of Ford disrupting the storyline, I feel like that's a whole other timeline, time, timed event just based on what Teresa was wearing throughout this episode. Now it could be it. She has, she, if I go back and look at the episode, she has a jacket that she puts on when she's inside, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. but that makes me want to go back and look at it. But I feel like this here that's involving. Well, um, if you do that, if you're going to take the time to do that right down when she's do, you know, when she's wearing what, what happens and yeah. think of, see if that makes sense to you that did this just happen at a different day. That she talked to him and did this with Ford or whatever, da da da. And the next day she talked to the Chinese and da da da. Was wearing this and does it. So matter? I have homework when I go home. Well, it's just, I or think not. that's too complicated. That's I agree. I don't think that. that I think. I mean, you have to realize too what HBO expects out of the viewer. Does HBO really think the viewer is going to go back and and put all this together? Well, I will say this: I am so convinced that they've done it. Already in the show, that yes, I think they would do it. There are so many things that I've heard people say out there. There is no way you're crazy if you think they ex- expect people to notice this stuff. Or, or I am a hundred percent convinced that because that, that Bernard in the past, the Bernard wearing all black, is thirty years ago with Dolores, and he's wearing that all black. Because outfit, all, of, all the true like nerds have jumped on this train, and they right. are dissecting it. And all. I've read a lot of interviews like with. Jonathan Nolan and his wife that are running the show, and they are confirm. They talk about all the puzzles all the time. That you know, people figure this out. And people I think there's some. Out. Yeah, I think there's some of that, but I don't think it's all. Of I it. think it's very multi layered. So, <laughs> so we, we when when Bernard realizes that he's a a bot one of these days, how do you think he's going to feel about that? He's going to self-destruct. Like I, I think he's going to be, not you know. He, I just I, he's, he's either going to. I'm starting to think that's going to come up. You know, it's going to be one of two things. He's either going to be enlightened and and release some code, or he's going to self-destruct. So, another thing: when these guys, these hosts, don't you see in the future these these hosts are going to start becoming their own personality if they get gain consciousness and i said this before who are they going to be they play different roles and and they're going to start working for the park huh outside of the park like they're going <laughs> what i'm saying is their personalities <laughs> yes who they are they're going to go get jobs at another park <laughs> you know is is teddy going to be a friendly gunslinger or is he going to be a mass murderer like he's programmed to be right now. I and mean, it's kind of like nature versus versus nurture, you know, what who who do is you, he? Do you think who Teddy is he within no matter what versus what he's programmed to be? 
Uh, that's gonna come up. Okay. You know. Um. So, just to quickly go over Elsie's big discoveries: the data is being sent to the Delos satellite. The person doing it's Teresa. You know, the system is sending messages to hosts through the bicameral system. The ones designed by Arnold. And in addition to the data smuggling, something else is going on. Arnold's using this. She thinks Arnold is using the system to tweak the settings of the hosts, making it so they might even be able to hurt humans. And then that's where she says, that's pretty effing prolific coding for a dead guy. You know, saying he's, she doesn't think he's dead or we think he's basically the ghost in the machine. But if he's Bernard. You're determined. You're determined. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not saying he's Bernard. I'm saying Bernard is a copy of him. Then why wouldn't he be on the journey to become all this so Ford can get him and we're going to take the company? I think he's Ford's love letter to his best friend. I think he likes having him around. Like he's saying Bernard is just a copy of Arnold and he's just going around this in the dark like everybody else. Just like he has his family in Westworld that he gets to reminisce with. He also has Bernard, which is a copy of Arnold. I'm gonna laugh my butt off though. though. Is if when we fi- if we find Arnold and he's just sitting at a computer, like just like mm-hmm. what's up, guys? You know, <laughs> like, what took so long? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that's that's it. Let's stop there. Okay, Westworld party on, dude! I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>